Hello beautifuls, I'm Monica, your host, and welcome to Under the Acacia Tree, a podcast about spirituality and finding your way. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss how to vibrate responsibly, if high vibrations are the only good ones, and how they affect us, along with our regular reading. Hello beautiful, I'm Monica Spirit Walker, your host, and welcome to Under the Acacia Tree. We're going to go ahead and jump right into our reading, and then we'll begin the rest of the episode. This week's reading, we pulled the card Kudu, and it comes from the Ancient Animal Wisdom deck. The Kudu represents health, divine connection, generosity, global contribution, and of course, endings and beginnings. So messages this week flow around those concepts. As far as global contribution, Kudu is reminding you that the best way you can possibly contribute to the global whole is to mind your backyard. Do things that support your community, support your neighborhood, support your home, whether it's connecting to the earth by keeping it clean around your house, keeping the outside kept up, or helping your neighbor do so. Doing these small acts actually contribute to a larger whole. On the front of generosity, Kudu is saying, don't let the situations that we're in right now be the thing that keeps you from being a generous person. Yes, times are hard, but being generous doesn't necessarily mean money. It means a compliment. It means time. It means action. So you don't have the money to give to, say, the food bank, but you do have the time to go and actually help them, you know, pack up the food or deliver the food. So you can be generous in those ways. You can be generous by helping your neighbor cutting their grass, seeing if they need anything. So just remember that generosity is not just a financial aspect. So Kudu is asking you to remember that and to be generous in other ways. As far as health is concerned, Kudu is focusing us on the optimal health that we need in order to flourish. So he's saying that it's time to go inward, to listen to your body, to adjust your diet, physical exercise. Only you know what your body needs. And the best way to find that out is to be still, to go inward and connect to your body and ask, what is it that I need to do to support, you know, support you for optimal health? Trust me, your body will answer you, whether it's how your stomach responds or how sick you get from eating a certain food to probably literally hearing your body say, lay off the meat or lay off the ice cream. Now, the divine energy that's going to be coming through in these next two weeks, it's going to be at a much higher level than normal. It's going to be to the point where if you remember when you were kids, you go to the science museum, you put your hand on those electric balls and your hair stands up because there's so much you know, energy flowing. That is what these next two weeks hold. So for gaining more understanding or connection to your divine messages, they're being asked to use your extrasensory perceptions to take the time to sit down be still and just allow allow that information to come to you so that you can get all of the divine guidance and and preparation that's needed for what's coming up in the near future and that's it for our weekly reading and just a quick recap be generous in your backyard go inward to focus on your optimal health be still use your extra abilities to connect and draw in the information that spirit has given you this week and remember this is a time of moving intuitively vibration is the after effect of energy scientifically vibration refers to the oscillating and vibrating movement of atoms and particles caused by energy because of this everything has a vibrational frequency whether it's a human a plant a chair or even a thought everything in our existence is part of an interconnected web of electromagnetic vibrational frequencies Sometimes this is referred to as the life force, chi, 
or even the soul. Frequency, of course, is measured in hertz and it's defined as the rate at which vibrations and oscillating occur. Frequencies are used to determine and to differentiate vibrational patterns. So an atom that's vibrating at a faster rate would be considered a high vibration, while atoms vibrating at a lower rate would be considered a low vibration. And just to give a little bit more detail, a healthy human body vibrates between 62 and 72 megahertz. And once it falls below 58 is when you begin to start getting sick, so like getting a cold, etc. Essential oils, depending on which one it is, can vibrate anywhere from 42 megahertz to 428 megahertz. So what does it mean to vibrate responsibly? Another term for vibrating responsibly, in case you hear it, is called vibrational consciousness. And when you're not vibrating or you're not aware of your vibrations, is called vibrational confusion. So that's just in case you come across those terms, you understand what it is. So what does it mean to vibrate responsibly? Vibrating responsibly calls for you to know your own energy, how to contract and adjust your energy, knowing how good and your bad moods affect those around you. It's about being a good steward of your energy, like setting boundaries and self-care. And it's how you support and feed your personal energy, whether it's what you watch, what you eat, and what you listen to. So let's elaborate a bit on each of those. So knowing your energy. When I first started this, the first thing that my teacher taught us was to know our own personal energy. That meant every week we had to work with our own chakras. So we had to spend a week working with the root chakra, the sacral, to the point where you understood how your energies flowed, what was you and what was someone else. So that's what I'm talking about when I say you need to know your energy. It makes it easier for you to distinguish between what is yours and what belongs to someone else if you know your energy. It also helps you recognize when you are, for all lack of a better word, when your energy is out of pocket because your emotions and everything is running them up, but you're not paying attention to it. So if you know what your energy feels like when it's smooth, what your energy is like when it's chaotic, then you're able to recognize that when these things happen so that if you're just going through your day and you start feeling yourself, you know, out of sorts, you understand, oh, my energy is, you know, running amok or why do I feel this way? It forces you to focus on what the situation is and pull back and gain control. And when I talk about contracting and adjusting your energy, another, I love my teacher, Gray, was amazing. So one of the things he taught us was to be able to basically move our aura out and back. And as well as your chakras, being able to open them up and shrink them down, open them up and shrink them down. That gives you and helps you, it helps you when you are in need of either bringing your energy in, say for protection's sake, or if you don't want everybody in your energy field, or being able to spread it out into a room to change the energy of the room. Knowing how your good and bad moods affect people around you to me seems kind of a no-brainer but when you're just starting out it's probably not something that you're aware of that when you're in a good mood you like you know you literally elevate the room you're in or the people who are around you but when you're in a bad mood you can actually you know drop the the vibration in the room make other people cranky and irritable and you don't necessarily have to be visibly 
you know, upset or visibly in a bad mood for other people to pick that up. Some people are very sensitive to energy and to vibrations and you can be across town and they can feel you and suddenly they're, you know, sad and they don't know why. And this is another reason to know your vibrational energy so you know when those emotions come to you, whether or not it's your sadness or whether you're picking up someone else's sadness. I think of all of these behind knowing your energy is being a good steward of your energy. And, you know, self-care and boundaries are extremely important because if you become tired and ragged and worn down, you tend to lose the lose control of your emotions and of the energy that comes from that emotional state. And I say your emotions because when you're tired and, and just wore out, you become angry, you become short and all of that aggravation and, and agitation that comes from that you push out energetically even if you have you know I'm happy smile on your face but inside you're aggravated it still you know reaches out to everyone else that's around you and affects them so it's a great deal about stewarding your energy properly. We always hear how people tell you you don't have to take the invitation to every argument that is given to you. This is a form of being a good steward of your energy. It's knowing what to invest in and what not to. It's knowing when someone has violated your your boundaries or your space or your safe space and being able to say no, being able to stand up for yourself, okay? To, to say that what you're doing is not healthy for me. And sometimes it's also recognizing recognizing that the people you're around, the people you associate with are not in your best interest. They don't hold your best interests and they're continually draining you of, you know, of your energy. For lack of a better word, they're energy vampires. So sometimes you have to know when it's best to love them from a distance or if you necessarily have to just straight cut them loose. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying being a good steward of your energy. As far as how you view your energy, support your energy and feed it. If you have a negative view of the energy or the vibration of anger or sadness, that will in turn bring down your vibration because you're looking at something that is a natural emotional reaction and turn it into something that's just bad and negative. And of course that brings on, you know, a lower vibration than maybe you were already at. So where you could have just been at a medium vibration being angry because of how you view your anger, you now drop down lower than you really could have been. Supporting and feeding is about what are you eating? Is what you eat supporting your, you know, your ability to have vibrations, to have stable vibrations not just have high ones to have stable ones is what you're eating grounding you is it making you too spacey are you spacing you need to eat food is grounding what are you watching and listening to sometimes when the news just gets overwhelming and it's just constantly and all you hear is bad news and negative stuff it can drain you and you have to disconnect from it you have to be more mindful of what you're watching or what you're listening to that doesn't mean you completely stick your head in the sand and you are completely aware of what's going on in the world and other people suffering it just means that you have to find the manner in which is best for you to take this information in so that you can process it and that is done in a manner that will help you step to the next level or step up or whatever it is that needs to be done so be mindful of what you're listening to what you're watching what you're reading what you're eating and who do you having sex with I just 
that one that I didn't put that on here, but who you're having sex with because you take from other people. So if you're, you know, in a good place, but the person you're sleeping with is in a crappy one, then they're going to draw from you automatically, whether they're trying to or not, because the low vibrations are drawn to high vibrations, that low to high. So it's going to reach up for what's high to try and pull itself up. So just be aware of that. It doesn't matter if you are just in the beginning of working with energy and vibrations and how much you do or don't know about it. There's always a way that you can still vibrate responsibly to be conscious of you know what your energy is affecting even if it's just as simple as understanding in the beginning that me being in a bad mood affects my kids or affects my husband or whatever that's the beginning that's at least a step in a direction of understanding it and becoming more aware of it if that's all you know then just be conscious of that you know be aware that when you're in a bad mood you affect other people you know that, that you upset your kids or that how you interact with your children or how maybe they interact with with you because they feel when you're in that space to stay away from you to be clear of you you know so even if that's all you know that's still vibrating responsibly all the rest of the stuff we talked about that can come over time now the thing about vibrations is that like everything else it is a double-edged sword vibrations can be you know used for healing and creating or destroying you know it's a kill or heal or destroy or create type thing and when i say that i'm thinking imagine your intentions your intentions can be used to create vibrations and the intent itself can be used to help others. But in that same vein, when you're thinking about somebody in an extremely negative way, when you wish horrible things to happen to somebody, you may think you're just wishing this stuff, but you are literally creating a vibrational dart of negative energy that you were throwing at that person, whether you're doing it on purpose or whether, you know, it's just an errant thought running through your head or because you're pissed off off at them at the time so your vibrations are not just some sunshine rosy thing it's something that can also be weaponized to hurt another person the physical and spiritual of high and low frequency vibrations high vibrations are what we strive for but we also have to understand that it's not always consistent so don't beat yourself up if you are not consistently and always in a high vibrational frequency you're human high vibrations help us feel better it helps us to connect to spirit it helps us connect to our higher self and to become a better person but low vibrations also have a purpose it does exactly the same thing as the high vibration does as above so below so your low vibrations help you become connected to spirit because you have to ground all of that high vibrational energy somewhere you also rely on the things that are in the lower vibration to keep you alive lower vibrations also bring you joy and happiness and they also bring you their own lessons that you need to learn now there's always talk of high vibrations high vibrations high vibrations and everything needs to be in a high vibration in order to get to the next dimension but there's a problem with everything being focused on high vibrations because what I don't see out there is people talking about the flip side to the high vibrations it's high vibrations is not the opposite of low vibration as I think people believe it is high vibration just imagine it being a coin it has two sides just like the low vibration has two sides they're not 
separate from each other. They are one unit, one unity. So we're going to talk a bit about the high vibrations and the opposite side of that coin of always being high and what it could signal. Now, the thing about high vibrations is that as much as we want to view them as something that's for the greater good, it has become and can be used to do great harm. And some of the ways that it's been used to cause harm is by spiritual bypassing. The term spiritual bypassing was coined by a prominent psychotherapist, John Wellwood, who is also an author in trans psychology field. And he defines spiritual bypassing as using spiritual ideas and practices to step aside personal, emotional, unfinished business to shore up a shaky sense of self or to belittle basic needs and feelings and developmental tasks. The goal of such practice he claimed was enlightenment. That's from his book, Toward a Psychology of Awakening. Spiritual bypassing has a twofold effect. First, it does harm to the person who is practicing it, but then it also does harm to the people around them. I've seen people who spiritually bypass stick their head in the sand about situations and things that are going on in today's world, whether it's about inequality, racism, sexism, and they choose to quote unquote be in a higher vibration so they don't have to deal with that type of stuff that's spiritual bypassing there's one thing to need to filter the information that you get and deal with what's going on it's another thing to completely ignore it for the sake of being in a high vibration that's not healthy and we're going to do a full episode on spiritual bypassing uh, later in this season It has been used to disconnect or to cut people from your life, which I will say that sometimes you do have to cut people out of your life. But the whole idea of going through and just completely cutting multiple people out is an abused way of using that idea of high vibration and only having high vibrating people around you. The fact of the matter is some of those low vibrating people that you're trying to get away from are there to help you learn something either about yourself or to help you prepare for your next elevation. When it comes to compassion, there is a space where high vibrations and compassion actually clash. The mind thought or idea that whatever you concentrate on is what you bring more into the world has caused some issues that fall into a complete lack of compassion or maybe just a grand not understanding of what you're saying being harmful. I have a friend who's had a family member pass away and she received messages from the spiritual community telling her that he brought it on himself or what he was doing, you know, that vibration he was in brought it to him. I'm calling BS on that and I'm being nice about that. That is a place where trying to be in high vibrations conflict greatly with compassion. Being in high vibrations means that you are just as connected with the pain of others as it is elevating yourself. We touched on this earlier with spiritual bypassing, but I really wanted to kind of explain this one a little bit more, that only being in high vibrations and letting that be your sole focus is also a signal of avoidance of dealing with things that have happened in the physical realm. So when we're looking at chakras, think the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. Those are all your low vibration, grounded 
areas in your life. And if you've had any kind of personal trauma, then you may be running from doing the work in that area just to make you feel better. Because, you know, when you're down in that, that level, you're unstable. This idea of only high vibrations being a good thing has also been leveled on the way we eat and how we consume our foods. And whether or not what we consume determines our level of spirituality or abilities. And again, this is coming from experiences that I've witnessed others having to deal with. And I've seen people who are healers be told that because they are not eating a vegan or a vegetarian diet, that they cannot possibly be as spiritual or be as powerful as is needed because they still eat meat in some form or another. And I call a grand fallacy on that idea because some people need those meats in order to be at their optimal performance where others do not. And to say that your spiritual practice isn't up to par or your abilities aren't powerful or is pure dismisses many traditions, including African spirituality, that rely or include meat as part of the practice. I mean, those traditions have been around for thousands of years. They've survived many things and they are still just as powerful and just as strong, if not, you know, more so. So this pervasive idea that low vibrations are bad and only high vibration is good and living in that area um, brings you to enlightenment and connects you to source is, is false. What high vibration is, is unhealthy and healthy. And it is your healthy high vibrations that connect you to source, that elevate you, that have you in, you know, give you increased compassion and understanding. So know the difference between a healthy high vibration and an unhealthy one. Now let's talk about the low vibrations. Now remember, all things are the same as above, so below. Just as you have healthy and unhealthy high vibrations, you also have healthy and unhealthy low vibrations. Just as being in high vibrations can mean you're avoiding your body, consistently being in low vibrations can mean that you're avoiding doing the necessary healing work in order for you to grow because it is painful. An unhealthy low vibration is you being stuck in fear and suffering. It is you being solely moved and ruled by your emotions of anger, sadness, fear, envy, you know, jealousy. But it is also how you view those emotions that can keep you in a low vibration or cause you to yo-yo back and forth from high to low. Just as I've said before, there is no good or bad in low and high vibrations as far as low being bad and high being good. Just the difference in between the rate in which molecules are oscillating. I've heard recently, and I really liked how they put this, that things that are low vibration and you recognize them as bad is simply something that is not for your highest and best good. But that exact same thing can be someone else's highest and best good. So to label something as being bad or negative from our own personal perspective and then telling everyone else that 
this thing is bad. This vibration, you know, is is unhealthy for you negates our understanding that what's bad for us may not necessarily be bad for someone else is there good and bad yes but i don't see that in vibrations i see that in vibrations and intent how you intend to use the energy that comes from that vibration can be deemed as good or bad but then again there's always a gray area in everything most things Let me correct that to most things, not everything. I personally think in our mindset of low vibrations being bad, that we overlook the benefits of low vibrations. And we also overlook our dependence on things that are in a lower frequency or a lower vibration. So as healers, we rely on a lower vibration to ground. We rely on stones and the trees. We rely on, you know, just the earth and the animals itself. All of that is within a low vibration because that's in the place of manifestation where things come into form. When we look at vibration in a bigger picture, you realize that the ideas and the desires sit in the higher frequencies and the higher vibration areas. But in order for those things to be made real, they have to pass through and into a lower vibration. So that low vibration is a place of physical manifestation where high vibration is the spiritual low vibration is the physical and it is a necessity even the goal of bringing the fifth dimension into being is going to require it to move into a lower vibration a physical place so there is no true positive or negative good or bad to high and low vibrations as far as one being the antithesis of the other We spoke earlier about low vibration emotions, or actually we just kind of touched on it. We touched on anger, envy, jealousy, and it's not so much that these are negative or bad or quote unquote low vibrating emotions or feelings. It's how we deal with those things that can determine whether or not it's low or high in this vibrational field. If we use those emotions as a way to learn ourselves, as a way to elevate ourselves, then that changes the energy and the purpose of the emotion itself. It's also changed by how we choose to move through the emotion. It's on us when we decide to hold on to anger and jealousy and envy that it becomes so, you know, negative, so low in its in its movement that you become stuck in those in those feelings and in that energy to move through and allow yourself to feel it and then let it go changes completely how those emotions will be vibrating and how those emotions will be seen and worked with so we've been taught those things that are negatives that they're bad but in reality those low vibrating frequencies are our teachers those low vibrating well emotions are our teachers because our anger our envy our jealousy and our sadness teaches things about ourselves it teaches us things that we need to let go of it teaches us things that we are whether we want to admit or not petty as hell on and you know these are the things that we have to readjust our view as far as the lower vibrating emotions are concerned they're just as much our teachers as joy and happiness And of course, the last piece we're going to talk about today is balanced energies, balanced vibrations. What I have learned in my studies and in my practice are a few things that 
have stood out to me when it comes to the aspect of balance. The heart chakra is the place of balance in the chakra system for the upper and the lower or the high vibrating and the low vibrating energies that we carry. So it's a place where those two things come together as one and creates a compassion for the community and for the world, an aspect of divine love as you would you know, as I would say. Another thing is that in order to be clearer and more open to messages from the divine presence or your higher self, it is a requirement that your higher frequencies are grounded in the lower ones because that gives you stability and it increases your ability to process the information that is given to you. If you're just floating in high frequencies with no grounding, when you get this information, it can be physically uncomfortable. It can throw you off kilter even more than maybe you already are because now you have all this high, high level information coming in and you have no grounding so that you can process that in a healthy manner. So it is definitely an important thing to be grounded in the low frequencies when you're doing high-end or heavy spiritual work. And I've also learned in working with the Hebrew alphabet, especially the Aleph, which at this moment really stands out to me as far as the balanced concept of high and low, is that you need to have space where the high frequencies or the higher beings meet with the lower frequency or the lower being. So when you look at the Aleph, if you shift it just enough so that the long slanted line is horizontal, you will see that it is a place where those of us who are striving for a higher or a connection to spirit or our spiritual selves are climbing up. And if you look at the other side, you see that there's a leg or a ladder coming down where our higher beings, our ancestors, our angels, our guides, they come down to meet us on this plane that's a balanced place. It's a place where we are able to speak to them, get information, pass information back and forth, put in requests, that type of thing. So if nothing else, I've learned that the two are not separate from each other, that they balance each other, that they are needed and work far better in a balanced state than in one where they are pitted against each other. And that, loves, is the end of this episode. Our next episode will be about grounding and I invite you to join the monthly stone class that I'm starting in June. We'll be working with the Apache tier. You can find that on my website, www.thewildacacia.com under classes. If you check the show notes, you'll find a link to the monthly stone class. And again, next episode, we're going to be talking about grounding. So if you want to get that episode when it comes out, just hit the subscribe button for the podcast and you'll be notified when it comes out. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. I hope this episode gave you something to chew on and to think about. And as always, take what you need and leave the rest. This is Monica Spirit Walker signing off, and I'll see you next time under the Acacia Tree.